The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. questions you always had, the answers you were never given, the place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. Greetings to everyone around the world and a warm welcome to another edition of Veritas at VeritasRadio.com. I'm your host, Mal Fabregas, and I sincerely thank you for joining me once again. And if this is your first time or your truth journey brought you here, welcome home. And tonight, you really don't want to miss this interview. We have a former CIA officer coming to talk to us. So if you wanted to listen to the entire interview, click on the subscribe button and you will get your login immediately. Don't delay any longer. And I hardly talk about our forum, but it's still there. If you are a subscriber, I want to find a place with like-minded people, a place where you will be safe in interacting, sharing your truth, and discussing what matters around the world, including survival, health, conspiracy facts, and even the elections. Then use that benefit that's available to you. A worldwide audience of mature people is not what you expect from a forum. There is respect and decorum there. Why do I mention this now? Because I strongly believe that changes are coming in the very near future. And I think it's very important to be in touch as a community of like-minded people. I'd love to see you there interacting with everybody else. And if you want to get in touch with me, you want to be a guest on this radio program have a guest suggestion, or simply have feedback. I always love to hear from you. Click on the contact button of our website at veritasradio.com. Tonight we discuss politics, saving civilization, a global perspective from the eyes of a former CIA officer. Nazis, gold war, false flags, underground cities and even extraterrestrials. All of this and more with tonight's special guest, Robert David Steele, an internationally acclaimed intelligence professional with 30 years' experience as a clandestine and covert operations officer, a foremost international proponent for open-source intelligence. Steele has been a keynote speaker at many venues, including Hackers on Planet Earth, the Department of State, and the Department of Homeland Security a regular contributor to the International Journal of Intelligence and Counterintelligence. He has published nine books on intelligence and information operations. His work has also appeared in Time, Forbes, and the Journal of Conflict Resolution. And he joins us directly from an undisclosed location. Hello, Mr. Steele, and welcome to Veritas. How are you? I'm fine. Please call me Robert. Thank you, Robert. Well, 
this is a treat for me because for years your name has been coming over to us all the time and we finally made contact lately and you were kind enough to chat with me a few days ago because right now we're in the middle of this election. Politics is something that I, folks, I'm going to have to ask for some license to discuss this topic right now because it's very important. But before we proceed, Robert, let's begin with a little bit beyond what I read. Who is Robert David Steele? Well, I guess starting at the beginning, I'm the son of an oil engineer who married uh, my mother when they met in college. She was Colombian at the time, so I'm Latino. Um, I grew up all over the world, and so I have a different perspective on the world than most people who who never leave their county. Uh, I um, came back for university, and I studied, among other things, revolution, uh, the preconditions of revolution. And my most popular graphic is the chart that shows the preconditions for revolution that exist today in the United States and the United Kingdom. Uh, then I joined the Marine Corps to get away from Wall Street and found that boring at the time. So I joined the Central Intelligence Agency, which is very competitive. And by the way, agents are the ones that commit treason. Uh, case officers or operations officers are the ones that recruit them. So I am technically a former CIA officer, not an agent. Um, I uh, was asked by the Marine Corps to create the Marine Corps Intelligence Center. And that's when I discovered that the secret world is a fraud that it is spending billions and billions of dollars on collecting uh, secrets, a few secrets, and now on mass surveillance. But it's not actually processing all of this information, and it's not collecting essential information about critical issues like poverty and infectious disease and environmental degradation and genocide and other atrocities uh, and crime, including crime by our own politicians. Uh, so we have, I think, a, a dysfunctional system, and I, for whatever reason, ended up being the guy. I'm not a whistleblower. Um, I still have clearances, and two of my books have forwards by U.S. senators that have been chairman of the Senate Select Committee for Intelligence. So I'm essentially an idealist and an advocate for reform because I believe, as Thomas Jefferson said, that a nation's best defense is an informed citizenry. And what we have today is the collapse of our educational system, our intelligence system, and our research system. Uh, we are literally uh, imploding as a civilization. You advocate open source. And lately, I've been thinking about how can we allow the population to participate more in politics? Because these alleged, well, not alleged because they are, elected by us, our representatives, really are not there for our best interest. I'm thinking of direct democracy. I'm thinking of open source voting. Have you ever thought about that? Well, I, I have. In fact, uh, I briefed the Occupy Working Group on electoral reform. Let me start by saying that we don't live in a democracy in the United States. Uh, Jimmy Carter and Princeton University and multiple international observers have all pointed this out. What we have, and, and Chris Hedges wrote a marvelous book called Empire of Illusion, The End of Literacy and the Triumph of Spectacle. What we have today is essentially a theatrical political system in which a two-party tyranny blocks 
um, six other legitimate parties. I actually had to run for president in 2012. I was accepted as one of three candidates for the Reform Party nomination. And what I discovered was that the whole system is rigged. I said it first. I mean, to his credit, Donald Trump is now uh, saying the same thing. But I said it first. The system is rigged. And in fact, I drew some of my inspiration from Teresa Amato's wonderful book, Grand Illusion, um, The Myth of Voter Choice in a Two-Party Tyranny. And she's the one who made two-party tyranny a legitimate phrase that is now commonly used by people who understand that we don't actually have a government of, by, and for the people. We have a government of, by, and for the 1% uh, who are busy looting the public treasury at a 95% discount because they pay 5% of their illicit profits back into the two-party tyranny, and that's what keeps the whole system going. Um, so electoral reform is actually 12 different things. And one of the reasons that people aren't engaged today is because we have an educational system that has been very deliberately designed to dumb us down and tune us out. Um, we don't have Micah Sifri wrote an excellent book. And by the way, I'm the top Amazon reviewer for nonfiction. I read in 98 categories. And if I mention a book, I've reviewed it. So you can get a summary of, of the book by finding my review. Uh, but Micah Sifri wrote an absolutely superb book called um, The Big Disconnect, Why the Internet Hasn't Fixed Politics Yet. And it speaks precisely to your question. They don't want us talking to each other. We have a Tower of Babel that is very deliberately maintained, and we have an official media owned by five corporations that are complicit in whatever the official narrative happens to be that day. And so journalists have gone down. There's in the United States, I was reading the other day, that journalists have gone down from 66,000 to about 14,000. Um, and the reality is nobody in the United States at the political or financial level cares about the truth. All they're interested in is how can they optimize their profit in the short term. And that leaves us basically creating a massive cesspool. Um, the Clintons have put more black people in jail than there were slaves at the beginning of, of the Civil War with their Crime Act. NAFTA destroyed more white uh, middle class and blue collar jobs than all prior administrations together. The uh, repeal of the protections that kept Wall Street from speculating and abusing um, consumers were on the Clintons. And by the way, lest your people not understand this, Hillary Clinton was co-president with Bill Clinton. She actually threw Al Gore out of the offices designated for the vice president in the old executive office building. She was, for all practical purposes, the executive vice president of the United States of America during the Clinton presidency. And so all of the bad things that happened then, as well as all of the bad things that have happened under Obama, can absolutely be traced to Hillary Clinton. And you were referring um, to the Glass-Steagall Act, by the way, right? Yes, thank you very much. You know, I, I, I was hesitant to name it because I wasn't sure I had the right name. Thank you for putting that in. Sure. Um, so, yeah, I thought about this a lot. And, and open source, what open source can do, and one of the problems is that people don't understand that open source is there's actually 61 opens. Uh, there are many more, but I itemize 61 of them in a book that's become a, a minor cult reading, uh, which I'm very pleased because my editor was superb. She cut the book in half and reduced every word by one syllable. Um, 
the Open Source Everything Manifesto, Transparency, Truth, and Trust. And the point that I make in that book is it's not good enough to just have open source software. It's not good enough to just have open data access. You have to have open access, open data, open source software, open hardware, open spectrum, open cloud, open base transceiver station, which is free cell phones. I mean, a cell phone is nothing more than a ham radio that looks good. Um, and I'll remind your listeners that hackers, the, the first ham radio operators, were considered by the U.S. government to be both communists and hackers and enemies of the state. Um, so the first adopters of, of cool technology are generally feared by the government. And one of the problems we have today is that the government controls technology. The government controls information. Most of what we're told about diseases and viruses and, uh, and vaccines and unemployment statistics and inflation rates, these are all lies. The actual unemployment rate in the United States of America is 23%. And in many demographics, including people of color, old guys, single moms, and uh, recent college graduates, it's 40%. So whatever comes out this Friday, don't believe it. Absolutely not. And and the way the government manipulates this is they keep changing the the definitions. For example, if you stop looking for work, you're no longer counted as unemployed. Right. Uh, U1 is 5%, U6 is 10%. The real unemployment rate, which I get from shadowstats.com, uh, John Williams is 23%. And, and in fact, the Congressional Research Service, which is a very fine organization whose products are in theory not public, but the Federation of American Scientists manages to get them. Uh, they published something in, um, May or March of 2015 that says that 40% of all adults are not participating in the economy. Now, that includes people in prisons, hospitals, students, and retirees. But the, the reality is the U.S. economy has collapsed, and Obama is using every trick in the book. And in fact, I'll say that this first debate, you knew it was rigged in favor of Hillary Clinton the minute that the moderator said the economy has been improving. When he opened the debate, the moderator is a smart man who knows that's not true. Therefore, he is a corrupt individual who was setting Hillary Clinton up. Do you think Hillary Clinton had help that day? Was there some kind of, uh, I don't know if it was an iPad or something that was showing her, uh, perhaps even something in her ear. Did she get help? And it was obvious. The, the, the short answer, the shorter answer is probably but to give her credit, Hillary Clinton, unlike Donald Trump, actually prepares. This is a ruthless, calculating woman who is willing to do her homework, and I respect her for that. She's also a criminal. Uh, I don't respect that. Um, and so go ahead and ask me. Between Trump and, and Clinton, I go with Trump. I would rather burn the house down with an idiot than have a criminal run the government for four more years. And this isn't that sad that a lot of people, and, and I'm going to go ahead and say it, I would rather vote for Trump just because I cannot see another Clinton in the White House. It's not just another Clinton. It's the establishment. Right. Now, sadly, I have to tell you, I mean, I've, I've actually wondered because Trump is a smart man and he's also a very gracious man. Uh, people who know him personally, including Arabs, have said he is one of the most down-to-earth, personable courteous people they've ever met. He's, he's a man who knows how to get along with people. So I published a piece 
at Phi Beta Iota that speculated as to whether Lady Lynn Rothschild has actually promised Trump $20 billion if he blows the election. That would basically increase his wealth by, by three times. Um, and the thing is that after JFK was assassinated by his own government in, in, in cahoots with Wall Street and Texas Energy, no president has actually been president in the United States. They've all been pawns and prisoners. And if Trump were elected, my greatest fear, apart from him embarrassing himself, is that he would be immediately bought out. Um, I, I don't know if he has what it takes to actually create a bulletproof presidency. Um, but I will tell you with absolute certainty, there is no way on God's earth that I will vote for Hillary Clinton. Is this a ploy, Robert? And I've said this for a few months now. Is he being put there? to allow Hillary Clinton to win. The reason why I say this now, and I reinforce it, was after watching the debate. I understand that he's not a politician, and he's not that polished when he speaks. And you would think that after a few months of having been the, the, the selected person for the party, that he would have been more polished during the presidential, the first presidential debate, and he would, not, he would have shown a, a thicker skin when Hillary Clinton was attacking, he could have counteracted those attacks with so many facts, and he did not. Why? Well, I, I really want to draw your I want to draw your listeners, and I'm waiting for it to come up. Um, I, I have a fast internet connection, but for some reason it's slow right now. I've published a piece uh, which speculates on whether Trump has been bribed to throw the election, and I cannot imagine a more perfect candidate who would make Hillary Clinton plausible. Uh, and, of course, you have to wonder about Gary Johnson. Has Gary Johnson been paid to be stupid on television? That Hold it right there, Robert, because you were, you were running for the Libertarian Party, and I have to say, I'm a Libertarian. Oh, and, and, so am I, by God. When, but unfortunately, the Libertarians are their own worst enemies. Well, when I hear Gary Johnson speak, and they ask him about Aleppo in Syria. He doesn't know what Aleppo is, and he doesn't know some of the leaders around the world. I think, why is he doing this? Is he, is this real, or well, is he another no, Ross Perot? I've I've met Gary. He's a very likable person. I I let him drive my 1964 MGB when we were campaigning <laughs> in New Hampshire together in 2012. And and I think the book on Gary is is he's very healthy now. In fact, he talks too much about climbing Mount Everest, but he has done a lot of dope in his time, and I think he's lost some brain cells. Um, and then if you add to that Gary Johnson being given an offer he can't refuse, much as Ross Perot was threatened out of the race in to, his own time. To dilute the voting. Um, I mean, the only, the only explanation I can see is some combination of dope inattention and bribery. Uh, right now, it seems to me like everybody who is opposing Hillary Clinton is either pay, being paid to be stupid or being murdered. What about Jill Stein? You know, Jill Stein's a gracious lady. I, I tried to meet her once when we were both campaigning for president. She was like a deer in the headlights. Uh, now she's just a publicity-seeking vandal. Um, and I think that 
there is a lot of good in the Green Party, and I particularly admire Cynthia McKinney, who ran for the, who was yes. nominated as the Green Party uh, candidate at one point. That is a woman who is de- dedicated to the truth at any cost. But I'd like you to know that for this election, I tried to get the Libertarian and the Green parties to combine and run a joint ticket. And my dream ticket would have been me as a libertarian and Jill Stein as the as the female vice president, doctoral level, good person. Why not, uh, why not Cynthia McKinney? Well, actually, I love Cynthia McKinney, but she was. Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.